Okay, so since we're on like the bad um, topic, I think we should talk about our worst races. Well, of... no, we. You didn't tell your your bad. Oh, my worst ride. Yeah, I don't necessarily think I have yeah, one. You're pretty smart about your nutrition. Yeah, you are. <laughs> kind of fit. Don't bonk too much. I, I don't think yeah, you're, you're really pushing yourself. Maybe I don't push myself yeah, enough. Hate, but... I, well, no, I hate you because you dropped yeah. me. So I mean, I'm having a bad moment right now. Is that count? It's still 2019. <laughs> you mean so. you're, you're you're editing? This is we're talking about bikes. This is a bike moment, and I'm having a terrible. Trevor's time. lost control of the podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, brought to you by Michigan Midpack Media, the podcast that covers the Michigan cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Midpacker. I'm your host, Trevor. And this is Sheldon. And ladies and gentlemen, the beard is back. The beard is back. Heyo. <laughs> we have. Back uh, by popular demand. Back by popular demand, Brett Miller. And uh, Brett brought the beers tonight, for sure. Uh, so. We might not wake up tomorrow morning. <laughs> this is uh, enough alcohol for, like... To stunt a horse. I, it, I would say this is, like, borderline frat party. <laughs> we may... Yeah, we... Uh, this this may be the longest Dirty Chain podcast episode ever. Trevor's editing skills are going to be put to the test. I may just not edit it. And so... We've uh, been here for, what, an hour? Yeah, we've been recording for a while. Um... <laughs> But we have one more guest tonight. We do have a special guest, a surprise guest, surprise to me. And Sh- to Brett. And to Brett. Sheldon, you want to you wanna talk about this? Uh, today we uh, went on a ride, and after a few people, Brett, had left, um, I was hanging out with uh, our friend Rich Marr, and I said, Rich, what are you doing tonight? And then Sheldon came up with his notorious, another bad idea, which was... To crash the party. And so you to, am. It was perfect. It worked out so well. I got Trevor's wife, Rachel, in on it, so he didn't have to knock. We did all this behind his back, and yeah, I, we I, got Rich Marr here with us. I, I appreciate it. Rich is definitely a part of the Michigan Mid-Pack, and, uh, along with Brett. So now we have uh, four of us to, to go around the, the room mid-pack. and talk about our year in the Mid-Pack. It's been a year. It's this year's been, been a doozy. A year for sure. <laughs> you I'm like po- simultaneous. You think, you think politics were bad? No. Look at our 2019 <laughs> season. <laughs> I'm simultaneously like happy to see 2019 go and look forward to 2020. But it was a good year, even though it was this was also a, mor- a bad year. This was a very but it was memorable a year. year. Brett, I think more than anyone, you had some like your ups and downs were. Uh, to the extreme. To the extreme. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All over the place. Yeah, that's, but we'll, that's we'll, my style. We'll but... get into that. We'll 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 talk more about that. But I want to talk a little bit. We we kind of uh, mentioned it earlier. Uh, we're kind of frat party style right now with a lot of beers. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about what. Um, <laughs> what is... are you drinking tonight? 
everything. Everything. <laughs> What's inspiring us here? I think I have to look at the picture of what Brett brought because right now I could not name off everything. That's yeah, seen. Brett rolled in with like a, a his his hands were full of of beers, and so let's talk a little bit about what we got, and then we can uh, get into our year in the mid pack. All right, I think each person should just say the first thing they see on the table. <laughs> Trevor, you go first. I got Black Rocks, my Kiss IPA, and this is like my second beer that we opened, I think. Um, so, yeah, Sheldon. So I'm looking at a few things, but the one that's catching my attention because it's one of my absolute favorites, uh, Brett brought New Holland's Encourageable Reserve White Sour Ale, and this one, so they make a few different versions of this. This is the one that's done with... A mix of local berries. So, all right, this one's pretty simple. Rich Mar, what you got? I'm working on three right now. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking a few sips off of the CBS uh, from Founders that Brett bought, as well as some of the Guinness uh, Draft, which is one of my usuals. And I've just started in on the Better Life Choices IPA from Atwater. How does how is that Atwater, by the way? I like it. I like a lot of that water beer, so it doesn't surprise okay, me. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I, like, I like how you went up from like, yeah. Anybody can double fist. Right. I got three triples. <laughs> I got triples going here. Brett, what's going we on, man? We won't ask what uh, Rich is holding his third beer with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, the I'm, microphone, of course. He, yes. I'm uh, I'm drinking uh, two beers also. We've got the, the Founders CBS Canadian Breakfast Stout. Good stuff. Good stuff. It's from last year. Which we basically year, finished. I mean, it's gone. Yeah, now. it's gone. It's gone. It was delicious. I got two drops left, but it was it was phenomenal. Um, and I'm I'm also drinking a, a Black Rocks My Kiss. I mean, you can't miss with Black Rocks. They're one of my favorite breweries. So, and this IPA is off the charts to me. It's my favorite IPA right now. So, yeah, it's it's great. And we also um, on the table we have Starcut Cider Pulsar. Um, what else we have? Oh, we have oh, a, we we got some. Uh, we have the, of course, the Natterday. <laughs> I did um, bring some uh, high class stuff two there too. So. of Natterday. Yeah, well, the Natural Light. Uh, natter. I mean, it's Saturday. You know, you got to party right, right? It is Saturday. Oh, it's the it. Happy winter, everyone! It's the winter solstice. It's the winter solstice. It is. Oh, this yeah. is the longest night of the year, so that means just we have your way. We have it. more time to to podcast and drink. So this is you got to stay like warm, dude. All the stars are aligning. <clears throat> but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I think everything up here outside of the Guinness is a Michigan beer. Yeah, I see I Marquette. So. I yeah. see Shorts is out of what Bel Air, correct? Yep. Uh, Founders, Grand Waters, Rapids, Detroit, correct? New Holland is Holland. Holland, is Holland. Yeah. bingo. Uh, Natterday is Grand also. Um, Nat- they make that in uh, <laughs> the a basement in Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Jackson beer ever. <laughs> that gets made in a. It's like bathtub gin. Is that, is that meth I taste? It's uh, water from the, the Jackson River. Before we get into our year in the mid pack, um, Brett, you were with us on episode six, pre Margie Gessick. You uh, talked about uh, your upcoming Margie Gessick um, journey. And, I lived. And you, you lived. I lived. And but we have yet to hear about that, so maybe I'm hoping through this conversation we'll hear a little bit more about your Margie Gessick. And then uh, Rich Mar, you're you're kind of new to the podcast. Um, new to the scene for sure. New, you're not new to the cycling scene. You've been no. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, you know, he's a he's. Definitely part of the Michigan mid-pack. Well, he, I think you said you had your best Iceman ever this year, right? 
Yeah, but that outside of conditions. Yeah, no flats either. No flats. I've had a couple mechanical issues in Iceman until this year. Yeah, so yeah. this was your it positive was, year. Yeah, it was a good year for me. Yeah, so cool. So so another local rider that um, we'll just uh, add a little bit to this conversation. So should we? You want to start this? Are you Let's ready? Start it. Okay. So I have a few uh, very simple questions that I thought we could go around the room. Should we start with uh, the lows and then work toward our highs? <laughs> no. Or we start high. Start high, go low. Okay. And then or. High, low, most memorable. Okay, I'm, th- this is going to be a little tough, but I'm going to I'm going <clears> to <throat> hit you cold here. But before we get into our races, think about just your your your, your training rides, maybe some good experiences that you've had on the bike. I want to go around. Let's talk about our best ride. Not not a race, but just just a normal everyday ride. <clears throat> could be a could be a TNR. Could be a could be a Thursday gravel, could be a solo thing. Um, what you got for us, Sheldon? Any well, ideas? So, yeah, this one Friday, I rode my bar bike to Zuby's and got just plastered. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> I Do don't you, know how I got home. <laughs> was, the, was, the, was your worst ride the ride home the ride from Zuby's? <laughs> All of these questions are going to go back to the same ride. No. So, I think my absolute favorite ride of the year would have been my ride down to the Blue 100. Ah. That whole day, that that was just super cool experience. It, well, I'm sure, I mean, it, like what you did. It wasn't was just cool. a distance or, or whatnot. Explain what the I, Bloom 100 was. Oh, so um, teaser, upcoming episode. Upcoming you're episode. Gonna, you're gonna hear a little bit about Bloom 100 yep. and its organizer. So Bloom's a 100. Well, there's multiple options. There's I think a 50 mile and a 100 mile option. Um, it's a freebie. Show up to ride out of Ann Arbor, put on by one of our friends that you're going to learn more about in the future. Um, so I rode. We could say his. We could still yeah, say his name. Nick Stanko. Okay, thank Nick, you, <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Stanko. Nick Stanko. We're not sure what he prefers. Yeah, Nick, we're going to contact. I you. I think Doctor Stanko. Or, or we should just we should just wait for him to respond after listening. We'd to like this. that in writing, please. <laughs> uh, fax just it. To be sure. Fax it to uh, this number. I went to one of his rides. It was really fun. Which Down one did in you Arbor, go to? Uh, the Winnawana or something. You did really? Yeah. All right. So, so we got. We well, can... tell us about the Winnawana. I mean, this, even if what it's not... I don't can't matter anymore. <laughs> okay, finish your. No, no, <laughs> no. Let's go, to Rich. Let's We've go heard to you talk all like Rich. What? Tell us about the Winnawana. What? Uh, the Winnawana. I didn't know much about. It was kind of one of those Facebook things, and it was like one of my friends, Mark McClanahan. He's like, "Hey, you want to do this?" And I was like, "Okay." So we uh, show up there, like, last minute, you know, didn't prepare for it. It was kind of like an assumed race, not race. Like, you knew there was going to be some gunners, but you didn't know exactly how much pain you'd be in for. But you figured a fair amount of gravel because you knew there was good riders and such in the pack. So um, I think it was like you could either do a metric or the full hundred mm-hmm. and um that might be my best and worst ride i'll get rid of that right now in that ride even <laughs> now that i mentioned it this was but, this uh, year that was this year oh, great and um <clears throat> i kind of got there late so i didn't really get to meet a lot of people and i didn't know anything about the route i just kind of saw a bunch of bikes and i'm like i'm good for the 62 i feel like i'm trained and i can race in the 30 to 60s but i don't really do the hundreds and two hundreds like you guys like to do a lot but that's not my thing so i was like i'm good for the 62 and it took off really cool and chill and 
it was casual. People were still, you know, they had some energy for conversation. And then um, I worked my way up a little bit to the front, and I met the organizer, your friend. Nick Stanko. Yep. yep. And I could tell he was in really good shape because he's, like, ripped and skinny. And he was, like, not breathing, like some of my friends that you just <laughs> not know. Not breathing? <laughs> well, that's I mean, a, no, that's a perfect I mean, way like, to put Nick I out mean, of life. It's like they're not really... They, they he's like nose breath. breathing. Yeah, or they still have breath left the to have a conversation. Yeah, there's no effort. Yeah. When, you know, the pace is picking up into the mid-20s and you're sort of running out of conversational yeah. energy. It was one of those. And I'm like, ah, the fast guy that organized it. It's good to meet you. But then um, it was going along pretty good. And then there was um, a split. And I was near the front of that pack. And this guy that I was next to, who I don't know his name, he said, well, that's going to separate like the men from the boys. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, everyone here is doing the hundred. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I got I got to turn around. I got to turn around. And he's like, and I could see where the other pack had split off. And so. Background I, on Rich. Uh, he always claims, which is total bullcrap. He's good for 90 minutes. That's 90 it. minutes. 90 that's minutes. That's my claim to fame. High power. And then he's done. That's it. He's full of crap, but I've ridden with him a lot. He's got way more, way more legs in him than that. But well, yeah, anyway, he, he's so, got the legs, so but just to background, he does have to, the ninety-minute power, and then he can still keep riding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. his short-term power is absolutely insane. insane. The long-term stuff is not mine, though. It's like I but definitely you can drop still, off. You can I still can have keep fun. with most people sometimes. So, so what happened? So, so what happened was the group split, and I was like a little bit of panic. So I'm like, I need to get back to the. This metric. is more than ninety minutes. <laughs> yes, this is going to be way more than ninety minutes. Do you so have like I, an egg timer in your jersey pocket? What's the buzzes? He just gets <laughs> off his bike. <laughs> Ding! It's time to get your off. legs are done. <laughs> yeah. So I saw the pack take off, and it was a little bit rolling, and um, you know how packs travel compared to an individual. So I knew my window for closing was very. It was running short, and I just was like super determined, and I tried to get really arrow, and I jumped onto the back of the pack that had broken away for several miles on me, and I closed the gap, and I got on. But then nice. when I got on, the matches were spent, and I had nothing left. Mm -hmm. So as it opened up again, um, which apparently the locals <clears throat> knew after we did the single track, I think we ended up on... There was single track? Yeah, it went into some single track for a little bit. And that's where it broke up again. And so, like, people just took off like a cannon after the yeah. single track, and I just didn't have the legs left to finish strong. I but know. It was a lot of fun. I know Nick said that. Uh, these... Bloom went through Island Lake. Oh, did? Yeah. Oh, okay. We did, like, a decent chunk of Island Lake. Oh, no, wow, there was, nice. there was a yeah. part of the wind loop, I think, of DTE, if I'm not mistaken. That you can check, me. You can check with him, but we were definitely <laughs> on. It wouldn't the have DTE. been. I, I don't think it would have been Island Lake. The DTE trail was no, part of it. Bloom was. So, which bike oh, okay. were you on? Uh, cross bike. Everyone nice. was on cross bike. Yeah, nice. we went straight north. We Drop went bars right on wind. Yeah. That's nice. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it that's was so wind. smooth. I can't and remember nice some part of some part of DTE. That's cool. I'd I actually would really like to to take a trip down there with a bunch of people and just all ride drop bars. I think that'd be really I was sweet. To, go to DT? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we got to be careful on the uh, the big came uh, jump lines and things, but <laughs> I, yeah, I think you just have to take them pretty conservative. What you like I about? do all of my... Dude, send it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought we already learned this from Mark Cranston. Yeah. Just send it. Just send it. <laughs> uh, Brett, uh, that's awesome. I, did, I didn't know you did the, the Winnawana. And that's just um, a great tie-in to the next episode. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. we'll, hear, we'll hear way more about um, the Winnawana, Bloom 100, and then the upcoming uh, water that's move. That's kind of funny that our, our high points are also the things Nick yeah. put together. That, that's, that just tells you about... Thanks for the Water invite move. to that. That by makes the me way, so right? sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to ride that. You were probably injured during that time. Uh, probably. 
Brett happened a few times during the year. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your uh, um, the, the 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 highlight? The the, uh, the ride that sticks out. Gosh, it's so hard. It um, is a tough one. I know. I mean, like any time I'm on the bike, it's just super awesome. I I just it's my it's my thing. It's my jam. I just I get out on the bike and I can zone out and just sort of it's it's my meditation. It's, it gets my mind right. It just I don't know. Um, are you are you more of a a, a solo? I mean, I, I know you do group rides, but when you're thinking about this meditation mind right is that are, are you thinking you're out by yourself or you're with a group of people um honestly it's it doesn't matter like it, it's it's a lot of uh i mean you really have to obviously as you guys know you I mean you have to really kind of focus and concentrate on the road and just what you're doing and and just kind of that whole process of going through that and and you know pushing through some pain and suffering and and making your body do things that it doesn't want to do and just that whole thing is just kind of a mentally uh, forging process for me I guess so it's it's just something that I, you know you got to just do a lot of things and, and it at, at one in one point or one, you know in one way you don't really think much but in another way you really have to use your mind to overcome matter and so you do a lot of thinking but um, actually what I do on a lot of my rides uh, stupidly is, think of my Strava title, but (laughs) 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 I just, yeah, I just, I, I like, but not that it's anything meaningful or whatever, but it's just like, I, you know, I I always like to kind of tie it to something funny in my ride or make a pun or just say something. But nothing, nothing in particular. I think that's a, that's an okay answer. Yeah, well, no, I I mean, I could say like, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many great TNRs that we did and, uh, uh, so many great group rides yeah solo ride it, it is really hard for me to pin down something that was like just really standing out as like my favorite ride of the year um okay cool we'll move on <laughs> no i, I think we, we got a lot to talk about so roger i want to hear uh, about yours okay i will say that my favorite ride of the year was the day before unpaved when my brother got into town and we we didn't ride the route necessarily we just rode in the area but it was like um getting to know what the roads were like um in that area how the gravel roads um the shape of the gravel roads what the climbs would be like and just the basic terrain but it was it was more like just getting to ride with my brother and and we just the two of us hanging out just kind of exploring we got a little lost and it was like the perfect type of ride we didn't go very long but uh and it got me super excited for the following day for the race but then um but it was just him and i and i thought it was it was fantastic so that was my favorite ride so can we come back to me for just one second (laughs) (laughs) he's so needy too late now (laughs) i I got this shirt on i can't believe it yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah yeah this this probably had to be because it's not a race right yeah this the salsa sub uh fargo sub 48 um it probably had to be actually my favorite ride uh i somehow convinced my significant other the lovely jackie into uh going on this ride with me she is not a cyclist well actually i shouldn't say that she claims she's not a cyclist um but uh she she's she's uh She's got more bona fides than, than a lot of people. So, but uh, she hadn't been on something this this long. So I'll be I'll be brief. But uh, the first day of it was 50 miles. Uh, we were bike packing on fat bikes, and so we had you know um, saddlebags or or you know panniers or whatever you want to call them. Is that really what they're called? 
panniers uh panniers uh you know it's like derailleur derailleur you know i mean what do you want to be you know but panniers panniers Panier. Uh, they're bags. Bags. Right. Saddlebags. That's what <laughs> saddle we, bags. her and I actually, during this time, we established that we're just going to call them saddlebags. So, <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, she had never forayed on the cycle or uh, the bicycle more than, I think, 25 miles, and that might be pushing it, uh, on the road. And I, I've got a, a backup CAD 10 that she rides. So, um, this was 50 miles, and it was supposed to be. Uh, a little bit less elevation, but it ended up being like uh, a little over 2,000 feet elevation, and um, she rocked it out. She did, she made it the whole way, and I just uh, she went through the whole stages of uh, you know just like a you know denial and anger and all of the things. I was <laughs> lucky for toward, a little bit that you? I wasn't killed. How much? Toward, how much? Yeah, yeah. How much was directed, directed to you? To, oh, absolutely. <laughs> she, yeah, I was lucky to uh, survive the ride. <laughs> uh, but uh, she she made it. It was awesome. We had a, such a great time. Uh, we rolled into the campground the first night, um, and everybody was already there in the pavilion eating dinner. So we had like this standing ovation um, from like uh, you know 150 people or something like that. And it was really awesome. It just was super cool that that I was super stoked that she went with me in the first place, and that that she just powered through it. I mean, she grounded out. She went through like I said all all sorts of just deep dark places that she had never been before that's the beauty of cycling and that's right that's, <laughs> I, I love i mean um that was in august right uh i think so yeah you 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 actually you were telling no, us september early you were september. telling about this and um telling us about this and i was i actually might have talked about it in, in the other episode you absolutely did um so thanks a lot but uh <laughs> <laughs> more editing but no like uh <laughs> I, I I've been interested in the in the in the Fargo sub forty eight and after you told us about it, I'm like, man, that is something that I definitely need to Is a fat bike necessary for it? No, absolutely not. A lot of people ride like gravel bikes or you know, oh, adventure okay. type bike drop bar mountain bikes and things like that. Just something that you can kinda of strap some stuff to, but even excuse me, even that doesn't have to be like um, it doesn't have to have a whole lot of brazons to bolt things to it. You can just use stuff that, you know, straps to the bars, yeah. straps to the seat post. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very, very cool. Like, I mean, that, that whole weekend just is like, I, I mean, it, it seems so, well, I would recommend it to, to anybody that even has an inclination of wanting to well, get into it, that. It's, 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 it's going to sell out fast and it always does. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a blast. So, so many cool people. It flew under so my radar fun. and then like I was on Facebook or something and you were posting pictures from there. I'm like, damn, I feel like I'm missing out on something. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, like both a really cool bike experience and a camping trip, right? I mean, absolutely. And so it's like my two favorite. Things. Yeah, yeah, my two favorite things. That's <laughs> lots awesome. of beer. Yeah, lots of lots of campfires. Lots of you said like camaraderie. You said in the last episode there was something like 150 people there. So yeah, it's just yep. a, really yeah. Holy cow! Yep. I must like, not apparently you <laughs> haven't listened well enough. <laughs> oh. But so yeah, it was it was just that that had to be my, the, yeah. I'm sorry I went too long on that, but uh, had to be my favorite ride. Because I just I was really proud of her and it was fun. It was just fun. it was. Uh, I'm, is... I'm glad you brought that up because, again, like I said, it's it's something that keeps flying under my radar, and I think it flies under quite a few people's radar. And it's I, something I really do kind of yeah, want to check out. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's worth it for sure. It was fun. I think I think the um, I mean any day on a bike is a good day, but sometimes there's bad days. And uh, here's the thing: <clears throat> don't feel pressured. 
that we we have to have a story. Well, we never finished so we can we can do a pass the bloom. (laughs) That's all we said was bloom. Yeah, that's good enough, man. (laughs) You assholes! (laughs) Here, let me sum this up: hundred mile race. Sheldon has a bad idea. Rides like a no, hundred miles to the hundred mile race. No, I love this. Let's let him tell the story. <laughs> I have a slight carryover. Are you, is it too soon to go again? No, go, go, go. When you were speaking of your brother and like it wasn't the longest ride, best ride, raciest ride, but it was like meaningful to you. Yeah, yeah. That definitely spoke to me. And I have to say, my brother just got into riding this year, and he did some gravel ride Thursdays yeah, yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah, He's also me. very meaningful. I mean, he is not against wearing the white tube socks and just letting it rip. So it's been a lot of fun, and he's grown, and it's been fun to share that growth and experience with him. But I have to say, as far as the brothers go, we have, like, brothers right here in cycling. And we've had some of our best and worst times at races or at training rides with each other. And all of the people at this table have, like, dropped me at different times. And it's like, how you react to that is, like, sort of interesting because it's sort of like a family. And I love well, that about Rich has cycling. had to come back and get me. Well, I think at different times, <laughs> we've all been on the wheel sucking, you know, mm-hmm. cramping, something's Dying. going to shit. I've, I, I can remember a specific episode with Trevor, a specific one with Sheldon, and it's like one time I just could not even turn and, the pedals. And, and the specific <laughs> one with me too, right? Probably. The two I was thinking of. No, everyone I mean, sucks with you. Yeah. <laughs> no one jumps out. I just get, ah, oh, Brett's here. But it is, uh, <laughs> it is like every day on the bike is good, and sometimes you're riding so good or you do so many hard days or hard miles or you just got off a Thursday TNR and you ride with someone that get a little bigger, faster, stronger than you, and you just die. And it's like the one thing that's really great about that with – like cycling brothers and sisters is like they know when you've hit that point and they'll like they have your back they'll like make sure you get home and look yeah looking out for each other they know you buried yourself maybe you didn't do your nutrition maybe you partied too much the night before but they're or gonna, both or <laughs> in Sheldon's case Rich, both Rich, they're I gonna mean, get you home you're totally right like uh it's like the uh some days you're on a group ride or by yourself and you feel like you you do feel like you can win the Tour de France. I mean, you feel like you can go forever. And then other days, you're on a group ride, and it's the most humbling experience. And the, so the warm up ends, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be here. It's, but but it's like how you how you and others react to that. And if you're in, if you have a a, a shitty group of people that you're riding yep. with, yep. that that just want to drop you immediately and don't want to ride with you, that's a bad experience. But if you are with people that are, oh, you know, um, Sheldon, I'm just throwing a name out. Sheldon is having a hard time today because he um, drank too much drank last night. Too much last night. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's uh, you know, we'll roll back and, and grab. I mean, like, that's the kind of c- cycling community that you want to be a part of. Hi guys, it's Dr. Tracy Berman. Great job with the podcast. I've heard a lot of compliments about what you're doing. I've raced a lot this year, especially in Michigan, but one of my best adventures was going down to Gambier, Ohio in late July for the 200 kilometer Red Kite Ronda. Uh, The course was really challenging, lots of climbing and uh, descents with loose gravel. There was a trail that wasn't really a trail uh, and a river crossing, which should appeal to Sheldon. 
Uh, despite the incredible heat, it got up into the high 90s. Uh, I got stung in the back of the throat. I made a very poor decision about where to take a bio break, which led to getting poison ivy on my bomb. Uh, and I lost the company of my favorite riding partner, Mr. David Palin, but I still had a great time. A lot of people from the Midwest cyclocross community were there, uh, including the host from the Gravel Lock co- podcast, and they kind of coined the race hashtag Don't Die in July. Uh, if you want to hear more about the race, they have an episode titled Red Kite Ronda Recap, uh, so you can hear more details, but I definitely recommend people put it on their radar for 2020 racing. Thanks. So I, I don't know, like, when I think of bad days on a bike, I immediately think of Sheldon Little. So, Sheldon, uh, do you have... I, I, I have to think on this. I Let's mean, go you, to, we need to go to others because I have a grab bag to go for. Okay, okay. Honestly, He's like... got to narrow it down. I guess oh. I, could th- I can think of, like... No. Instead of that, let's... All three of you have seen me in my absolute worst. Oh, that's a good that one. That is true. Trevor, go. <laughs> Sheldon's worst moments. I love it. I have. Hold on. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll take this one. Okay. Yeah. Go. I'll for be it. your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> so this is perfect because uh, when I first got into more like fitness oriented type lifestyle and doing some things like I had really gotten into running. Is this 2019? Um, yeah. You're, you're going to tell a story about. Okay, it, no, okay. It, well, it's it's just it's going to. He's giving backstory. Out. Let the man uh, tell sorry, sorry. backstory. Gosh. So I had just gotten into fitness, uh, kind of like when I turned 40. Uh, just quick backstory, super quick. Uh, had hit the reset button. wasn't wasn't doing some healthy things. Um, just wanted to try to get everything back in into line. Um, started running a lot. <clears throat> kind of uh, gained some fitness. Thought I was you know doing pretty well. Um, borrowed a bike from somebody and. Uh, Heard that Sheldon liked to ride bikes, and I, you know, I like to ride bikes, you know, whatever. And we met through a beer drinking group, right? Yeah, <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> Going for a ride with Sheldon somehow. I don't remember how this came to be. Um, it turns out to be like uh, I think ten degrees at it the start thir- of the ride, thirteen total. And uh, yeah, so we rode like a little bit, and for whatever reason, I can't remember. Like I didn't have a helmet, or my air tire, my tire pressure wasn't right, something or other. We rode out. And we came back to Sheldon's place, and, like, I felt like I was going to start coughing up blood. Like, I mean, it was, like, insane cold, and it just was bad. And I don't remember the mileage from the day. It was maybe 40 miles or 30 miles. It doesn't matter. It was a lot of miles for me, and uh, it was all the miles. And so by the end of the ride, like, I can barely go, like, maybe 10 miles an hour. Maybe not even that. Like, I'm dying. Like, so dying. And uh, so then... I know Sheldon's pissed. He's like, this guy sucks. What is this deal? I, I, like, I, I could run, you know, run 10, 12 miles, no problem. But just doing this ride, like, it, it just, it was bad. So, uh, so we had this ride. It was terrible. I sucked. And a couple years later, once I got into riding more, Sheldon had had a little bit of a hiatus. And, uh, I had, I had, I had a mean, knee injury. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I had been riding uh, a lot, and uh, so I asked Sheldon to go back out on a ride, and uh, it was the kind of the tables were turned, and so it was uh, it was a pretty good time. Like uh, I was able to, uh, you know, I had put to him in the dirt a little bit. To slow down, and I had to draft <laughs> off him. 
Yes. All right. Rich with the clutch. Rich with <laughs> number four. But so uh, I think that was probably one of uh, Sheldon's worst rides right there. That he was hurting. He was for coming certain, out of the yeah. And I was putting the hurt on him, and I was you remembering that ride <laughs> the whole I time. Hated my and life. I was loving it. I was like, oh, <laughs> remember that ride, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I've never met anyone that has the ability of dropping an entire field and then blowing up. So well, that's that's so a much Sheldon. like Sheldon. That that is Sheldon is that's pulling a Sheldon. Yeah, yeah. You don't go Sheldon yourself. Like I mean, that's the thing. So I will say, Sheldon, your your worst ride is your ride to Lowell. Oh, and we I ta- agree at one hundred percent. We've talked about this. I mean, I like, almost died. We've already like the we talked about this in, in on the podcast. When I when I finished Lowell and then I got the the news that that your ride out didn't go as planned. I was like, yeah. Absolutely didn't go as planned because it sounds like a terrible idea. So, yeah. Rich, bad day on a bike. Got one? Bad day on a bike. I'm going to have to go to two years ago, peak to peak. It was just above freezing, so it didn't uh, snow. Rich, you, Is that just, too far back? We're, we're, we're doing my bad I don't know. I mean, like, uh, you went, you went, that's fine. We can, we can just be. I can skip it. Is it peak, but peak to peak is a race, right? It is. We'll so, skip it. We'll skip it. No, no. Go back to peak to peak. When we talk races, can I say one good thing about Sheldon? Because no, 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 we're making fun of him, but I want to say one good thing about him. And it was the race that you were in, and Jameson, Sheldon, me. We were having like melting man, awesome oh, early melting, race, melting man, yeah. which was melting man. And Sheldon's, um, he's lent me back a couple times to life from you know pulls and such like that to keep me alive. But this particular time, it was like the beginning of a race. I want to say one good thing about Sheldon, which was. This guy like bit it really horrible, and everyone is all jacked because it's like maybe first race of the year for most people. Yeah, everyone's. And Sheldon like took care of this guy and make sure he had like medical attention. So I was like, I was impressed because I think like yeah. Sheldon might have been even more jacked for like a podium or high placement finish on a single speed than I was going to get. I and still actually I was did on, place on the single speed. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but <laughs> yeah. I was like on one side of it and it all blew up. And like a lot of people that were near the action, we just sort of laid the hammer Dude, down. His own teammates looked at him yeah. face first in the dirt. And I'm like, but it sounded like one of the worst crashes I've heard ever. And like, I saw that he had somebody or a couple, two people helping him. And I was like, okay, cool. He's going to be yeah. taking care of this route. So it was good camaraderie yeah. for. Okay. So <laughs> since we're on like the bad, um, topic i think we should talk about our worst races well of... no we you didn't tell your your bad oh my worst ride yeah i don't necessarily think i have yeah, one you're pretty smart about your nutrition yeah you are <laughs> kind of fit don't bonk too much i, I don't think yeah, you're, you're really pushing yourself maybe i don't push myself yeah, enough, hate, but... I, well no i hate you because you drop yeah. me so <laughs> i mean i'm having a bad moment right now is that count <laughs> it's still 2019 you mean so. you're, you're, you're editing this is we're talking about bikes this is a bike moment and i'm having a terrible Trevor's time lost control of the podcast <laughs> Hey, Dirty Chain Podcast. This is at Rockstar with my high and lows of 2019. So I kind of had a lot going on this year, so we'll try to make this quick. 
um, and kind of just fit it all in. So I will start that this was actually my first year of doing gravel racing. So a lot of lessons learned this year um, and it was just an unbelievable experience. So definitely high of my year was actually trucking it down to Kansas for the Dirty Cons of 50. I finished in the top half, which I was super surprised on how well I did. Um, so it was just a great experience. Um, everything from just, you know, driving in Temporia of the, the vibe and the energy of the city and just meeting all of the people and, and talking um, with people from all over the country. So one of my favorite uh, ladies that I actually met was down there celebrating her 60th birthday. Uh, her and a bunch of our lady friends came in to ride the 25 for her birthday. So super badass and inspiring. I hope that, you know, when I'm in her shoes that I'm still crushing down there at the Kanza and having a good time. Um, out on the course, uh, we kind of had this like zombie land theme kind of going on where we didn't really exchange names, but we just called each other by like whatever state we were from. So uh, it was definitely an experience, you know, me climbing some of these hills and, and people passing me, you know, like, come on, Wisconsin, like you got this. Uh, definitely some shit talking too um, along the way because of what kind of bike ride does not include shit talking. So, um, you know, watching some of the pros race and records being broken. Uh, Colin Strickland just crushing it at the end of the 200 was just a great experience to be there and uh, experience. So if anyone is interested um, in going to Kansas, I definitely say go sign up, get in the lottery. Um, everyone should experience it at some point um, of their riding career. So great, great time and can't wait to go back one of these years for the 100. Um, and then I'm going to classify for my low, I'm going to go with the Crusher um, up in Marquette, Michigan. So I went up there to do the 30. Uh, this race was more so an emotional one for me. You know, I was kind of getting over some heartache at the time and it really didn't help that, you know, an ex-significant other um, still decided to drive, you know, the almost six hours um, to go up there and race um, and actually camp um, pretty much 10 feet away from your tent. So definitely an emotional uh, roller coaster out there, especially on these smaller races, you know, for probably a good hour, um, you know, not seeing anybody else and you're just kind of out in the woods um, pushing your bike up some of these giant climbs. Um, that are just like full of sand and boulders and you know mud puddles that you know are up to your hub uh, deep uh, your mind just kind of starts going crazy and and your thoughts just kind of start racing in your head and at that point it's more so a mental game than anything so definitely um, one of the low the lower points of my uh, races this year um, still a good time you know the course was a ton of fun um, for the most part, camping and base camp the night before uh, the race was uh, very different for me and also just like a, a great experience minus, you know, um, a few points of the weekend that just 
were not great, but what do you got to do? That's part of life. So um, I know you guys are kind of always interested in gear um, for Dirty Kanza. I actually did ride my cross bike. Um, I have a Raleigh RXW. I rode Gravel Kings uh, 38s on there, which did great. So I'll probably might go again with them this year uh, for 2020. And then for Crusher, um, I rode a hardtail. I rode, I have a Raleigh RX or a Ziva Comp that I rode, uh, which did great. Some people were out there on gravel bikes. There might have been a couple of points along the course where it might have been a little, little sketchy on a gravel bike, but for the most part, uh, I think you could have got away with a gravel bike for the 30. So uh, looking ahead and focusing on 2020, um, probably some more mountain biking um, in my future for next year, but we'll be out there at Coast to Coast 100 uh, trying to crush it. So thanks for listening and good luck with the rest of your rides. But um, okay, so so bad race days. Um, we we've been talking about Sheldon a lot, so I'm yeah. gonna go um, across the table. Rich, Iceman was a little bit not bad, but it wasn't a race to me. So I think maybe I would say that was a bad. Okay, okay, that was because your, for you the worst. Yeah, because it's like <clears throat> maybe a little disappointing, and it was just as far as the uh, bottlenecking aspect. Sure, that was probably it. I was like really geared up for a race because we did like a pre-ride racey thing. And you hit that suddenly. It was just like yeah, ride, like ride, ride. Two weeks before, and Boom. I had a lot of hope that I was going to have like world record time. You know, like That's we all trying to get our two PRs. weeks before when we when we did the out and back, it, the course was in world record time shape. It was, it was and there was only like three hundred people instead of like four or five thousand people. So it was like really fast, really dry, perfect weather, and everyone was just ripping. It was a great time. But when the race came on. It was like you'd go really hard for X amount of miles, and then it was like, and you were just waiting to get through the single track on the mud. And you really couldn't put the power down. So if you trained hard, it's like, it doesn't matter. You're just trying to stay up on your bike, which it's fun for the social. It's fun for the party. It's fun for a lot of stuff. But as far as a race, when you're bottlenecked to that extent, the racing part kind of goes out the window, and you're like, hey, we're all in the same boat. But, like, wave one is less bad off than wave 40-some. So it's like I was in wave eight, hopeful, and it was, like, better off than the later waves. But it was still like, wow, I'm really bottlenecked here. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett? I think I know the answer, but... Uh... Well, it's, it's, I mean, the obvious one is, is uh, Swashaker when I crashed and broke my collarbone. Um but that's just not that interesting. But uh, I got to say, probably my my least favorite performance would be, and I think I talked about this in the last episode. Uh, just Kohada, I just went in there really not knowing what I was getting into, and just got pummeled by the course. I mean, absolutely devastated at forty miles when I looked down and and I had twenty five hundred feet, and I had to go to hundred miles and twelve thousand feet. Um, that was a uh, maybe it was ten thousand, but either way, real bad feeling, real bad place to be, deep dark place. So that was, I mean, definitely, uh, as you know, except for the the the, the injury wise, but that was definitely like my the lowest point of the racing low, season when sure. I realized that I had all that work to do and all that suffering ahead. It was it was tough to dig out of that hole. Yeah. 
Sheldon? I think my my work well, it wasn't even necessarily a performance-wise worse, but like and it and it's kind of funny because it's one of my favorite gravel races of the year because it's what got me into gravel racing was Hellcat uh 100 this year. Um we were all in a very we were in the lead group moving really really fast. Things were going well. It's like mile 37 or so, I hit some washout pothole on the side, and I hit it so hard, my Garmin broke, it, it broke in half. Without broke. crashing, right? I stayed up, yeah. So my Garmin. <laughs> so how, how, how? How does that? I hit, so I hit the front. I don't know how my wheel didn't taco, but so I hit this deep pothole slash washout on the shoulder. My handlebars, even though they were torqued down properly, were pointed at the ground. Mm-hmm. My Garmin broke out of its mount, but the back stayed <laughs> in the mount. And my Garmin goes sp- just spinning and skipping down the road into the ditch. So I get I, I get off. It sucked because we were, we were going what? Or were you there? No, I wasn't. I wasn't oh, you were there. We were probably doing 20. It was a fast two. I know it was a fast. Yeah, we were moving, seriously. Who we were has ever broken their Garmin out of the mount without crashing? Without crashing. Without, yeah, I kept it so crazy. So I found my Garmin in the ditch. I'm like shuffling around the ditch, find my Garmin, get back to my bike. I'm getting out. And like, first, I'm like, oh, bend my handlebars back up because obviously they weren't tight enough. I could not get them up. Wow. So I had to unloosen my, my stem, redo my handlebars. And as I'm doing this, Matt Acker rides by because he's doing his like the extra Hellcat. He did like 200 miles. Okay. Day. And he's like, you all right, Sheldon? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, kind of just grumbling to myself. I'm on the side of the road, fix my handlebars. And then from 37 to about mile 76, without any information in front of me, just time trialing. Yeah. And the chase group never caught up to me. I'm in between the, the mm-hmm. lead group and I just spent 40 miles completely by myself riding. And it, it was, for me, a terrible day on the bike. It has nothing to do with the race. It's I Hellcat is very dear to me. It's what got me into gravel racing. Mm-hmm. So I, I absolutely love the race. But bike ride-wise, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I going to ask you? Nothing. Yeah, my nutrition. Every I didn't bonk. I never blew up, but just was not a fun day on the bike. So, um, I've been thinking about this because I was thinking about the questions I would ask you all. But uh, I think my my least favorite uh, race in terms of my performance, or um, my most disappointing race for myself. <laughs> is the Bayshore Marathon. And we I don't th- talk about running. I know. I, I know. I, I was there. I know we don't talk about running. running. <laughs> but uh, unless you're the girl that got taken out by the deer, I don't want to hear this story. <laughs> I think there are a couple people that got taken out by a deer this last. <laughs> Only at Bayshore. <laughs> at Bayshore. Yeah. It was super foggy. But, um, yeah, no, let's hear about it. It was just was, uh, I've been running at least one marathon for the past uh, five years. Um, some, you said you, you some, like some years now, I would do right? two. Yeah. I've, I've run nine marathons and, uh, 
And so in 2018, I did the Bayshore Marathon, and but I was mostly focused on cycling, and I had a I had a PR. I I ran the best marathon that I've ever and I and I attribute it to cycling. I thought, oh, because I'm focusing more on cycling, I think I'm a better runner. I tried to do the exact same formula, and um, it just wasn't good. I I did not have as good of a run, and. You guys were talking, you want to see me bonking, you want to see me just totally, that's running, running puts me, brings me. Who wants to chip in to pay for Trevor to do a marathon? (laughs) Because I want to watch this happen. Like, I've never seen Trevor, I've never seen Trevor blow up. No kidding. And I will pay to see this happen. I'm in on that too. It is, it is, running does that to me. And, and uh, specifically marathons. It was a, it's a personal thing because I've been trying to it's like a um fighting against myself trying to to beat my times and i just haven't i haven't cracked it i I haven't figured out what i can do to be a better runner but it was one it was these things it broke me in terms of running it was something that i was just like i am done running (laughs) I'm, i'm done with it um but in kind of in a positive way because i think i uh I shouldn't be a runner at all. Well, you, no got, one you got stronger on the bike, did you not? Throughout I did. 2019, it's like the I, people that rode I think with I you. Found, I think I found out that, no, I shouldn't waste my time with running. I, it's much a, it's a better, like it, if I focus on cycling, I get more output from, yeah. from the time I, I put into it. Okay, so we talked about bad races. Did you talk about your bad race, Sheldon? Did we? Hellcat, yeah. Hellcat? Yeah. Everyone else we got through bad races. Got through bad races. So let's talk about positive races. Hey, fellow mid-pack riders, Tristan Smith here, grabbing onto your wheel one last time for the year. 2019 was a big one for me on the bike. I focused on riding as many miles on gravel as possible. I had a 15% increase in saddle time over 2018 and I competed in the Michigan Gravel Race Series for the first time, doing the Barry Roubaix Psycho Killer, Hellcat Hundy, and Sancho. My biggest accomplishment was definitely my first double century for Sancho, with somewhere around 50 miles of sand to get through. It was a long day at the beach. While I wrapped up racing in June, I still had a lot of smiles left on the bike for the year. One of my most memorable rides that Sheldon might recall came on a Sunday in early August where we got about 20 miles out and I blurted out, oh shit, Rach just texted me she might be having contractions. We turned around immediately, but instead of heading directly home, we detoured to hit the Kleiss Road segment for a few extra miles. For 2020, I'm shooting to increase my saddle time again by 10-15% to and continue to focus on endurance gravel rides. I've really enjoyed sprinkling in some light single track to my rides, so I'll probably need to get a new bike to help me with that and continue to explore. Awesome work on the podcast, guys. Keep up the great work. The best race of 2019. I think this might might be a long one. We're only... um, Two hours and ten minutes into this recording. <laughs> um, best race of 2019. I want to start with Rich. Rich, Rich, you had 
I mean, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but you had a, you had a great season this year. I, I mean, didn't you started a lot, but I just uh, started uh, early. I mean, Melting Man, you finished up there. I finished up. You there had in a Melting great Man. Barry Roubaix. Barry Roubaix was probably my best finish in the top ten. I think it was seventh or eighth in my age group, mm-hmm. but um, it was a fast, like miles per hour thing. And I don't know what I think of that exact race, other than it's hilly, and I power down like a lot on the flats. So hilly courses generally crush me. It's not my strength, but um, I climbed pretty well that day. I didn't lose a lot of uh, spots to people. And, you know, it's when you have, like, more short-term power, I closed in on the right groups at the right times. So, like, I was working with other people a lot of times, and I was like, here comes another group. I'm getting passed up, and I jump on another wheel. We ride together for X amount of miles. It was just... It was a lot of fun, and I didn't, um, I didn't like overshoot my red line like I sometimes do. That's maybe my biggest detriment. I come out of the gate like I'm on fire, and then reality hits me. And so this particular race, I maybe jumped into that 100, 110%, and then I settled back down into 90, and I kind of just stayed in the zone the whole race. So for me, it worked out. Yeah. It suited me. What a great race to have, like, your good race of the year i mean barry is i mean i think it's most of ours yeah i think it's our one of our top races um sheldon what was your best race of 2019 i didn't have many this is tough i'm gonna say oh you had to have had did i have any races where something didn't go wrong can I can I answer your question for yeah, you? Yeah, no, go for it. I want. I, I, I know. I know your answer. Even though something went wrong. Resounding no. They all. They, <laughs> everything sucked. <laughs> Sheldon, start running. Your best race of 2019 was Land Run, and oh, that's what I was thinking too. Land and, Run. And it w- you crashed in Land Run, but you talk about Land Run more than anything else. I agree. And yeah. and and it's it's one that you not I I wouldn't say push, but like you. You signed up for it immediately. You talk about your experience there, and I think that your experience at Land Run outweighed probably any other experience at a race this yeah. last year. So, as an event, and just so my, prefer- I'm just gonna say, performance was not my best. Mm-hmm. Um, ran into a bunch of road bumps. I think or- this is a good. This is a good point, though. Maybe this question doesn't have to be about yeah. performance in. The race, but it just has to be like your best experience. Land run changed my outlook of cycling forever. I mean, it was everything about it was what cycling should be to every cyclist. It was, I don't even know how to put this in words. It going to that event, I think, encouraged me as a cyclist more than any other event out there. Uh, Bobby Wintel, his wife Crystal. They put on an event that's unlike anything I've. And I mean, I've I've done quite a few races around the country. Land Run is like nothing else. You you came back from that race, and yeah, I mean, it was like a sharing war stories. You know, like this I happened, I crashed, but you had an excitement for cycling that. Um, that I hadn't seen 
uh, and it was I mean it's kind of a specific like gravel excitement you know like it was coming out of Sheldon too like that's saying something because I mean let's be honest he has a kind of has a thing for cycling <laughs> yes no but uh, it has but to I, have some sacrifice for sure but so I was coming from a crit crit racing background and I was getting into graveling and you know coming from the road scene especially from Michigan right now it's it's pretty hard to be positive. So I was kind of lost in the in the world of cycling. I was getting into gravel. Luckily, you know, I had, I had a bunch of friends kind of pushing me into it. A lot of them are sitting here at the stable with me right now. And uh, when I got to land run at the beginning, it was my very first race for the uh, 2019. And the entire experience, I'm not even talking just the race. I'm talking Bobby as a director, the pre-race meeting, everything about it reinvigorated me like i was back as a cyclist yeah like um my best race is uh cherry roubaix oh i'm throwing the, i'm throwing so he's going roadie that was oh. unexpected. Wait, wait 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 that was unexpected yeah. i thought this was a gravel three podcast. to one he's going roadie oh my goodness I, I will tell you why first he went runner now he's oh. going roadie. No, no. Oh, Hoosier. Rich is bringing it out. Hoosier, let me have it. Tell me about this roadie. <laughs> <thing. laughs> Oof. Oof. I'm totally never getting invited back. I'm letting it all out at Rich once. Rich is dropping bars. <laughs> I, I like this story, though. I like this okay, story. Okay, no, I'll Let's tell you. I'll Let's tell you exactly why. I know this story, but I, I and like they, this story. And they connect. And they connect. Because um, I was so down on my running. And... Um, after the marathon, I thought this it, it's like a lost cause kind of thing. And I was like, well, maybe I'll focus on cycling. And then I did a couple gravel races. I mean, I, I, I did pretty well at Barry 100. And I, Very I, well. I did um, Very well. well on a couple other rides. But it was the Cherry Bay, which was the Michigan State Championships, where I was like, I'm just going to like try to hang as, as much as I can. Send it. And... Um, so I'm. It was it was that race that I was like I can hang with the all the fast cat ones in the state, and um, and and finish with them. And it was after that that I was like, yeah, I should ride my bike more. And uh, that was my best race of the season. Plus, it's That's Traverse awesome. City Redemption, right after. Uh after the marathon, you're, you're totally. Like, I didn't even think about this. that. I didn't even think about that. It was both Traverse City. <laughs> you're that's right. A great point. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. And I think that's. I mean, I heard the story like behind that race and and how that went for you. And I think that it's it definitely is. It makes sense because you were sort of peaking at that race, and I mean, mm -hmm. you just. You just had it, it all came to get kind of together, um, except for I guess the finish that surprised you a little bit. But, but I mean, it, yeah, exactly. But that, that finish comes out of nowhere. It it did, and and I I don't think I deserved. I think I think I explained this. I I didn't deserve to be any better than I did. There's just the fact that um, the time I put into cycling uh, actually resulted in something. Uh, uh, more than like the time, the time that I would put into running exactly, and uh, 
and it was like encouraging to me. I did love like Unpaved is probably my peak race of the entire season. I, mentally, mentally, it, it was just it was such an amazing thing. But it was the Cherry Roubaix that pushed me to another level where I was like, I need to be doing this more seriously. And I, I don't think if if I didn't uh, have that experience, then I wouldn't have had my later half of the season Cause, experiences. Cause like- okay, so um, I think we need to... I think we need to talk about. Yeah, we can get into. Yeah, we can get into. We're still on best race, and uh, can we talk about Margie? Yeah, we can, I, we can I, talk I, about. Margie. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but mm. um, I don't care if Margie wasn't your best race. But I want you to talk about Margie. <laughs> <laughs> well, coincidentally, if it, anyone uh, has made it, happens to, to if fit anyone has made it two so. hours within like two hours right. into this podcast, well, then uh, you can we t- teased it, and uh, we're here now, finally. Yep. So. Glad you made it. Glad you're well, still I, here. Can, I want to. I want to um, preface it with this. Um, I know that uh, Margie is, of course, one of the most difficult races. We were following you throughout the race, and um, uh, I know people up there were, were posting about uh, your progress, and you got caught in a storm. And it, it, you you finished what time in the? In Trevor, the... don't ruin my story. Okay, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> but. Uh, I was stalking you at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm laying so in bed. Awesome, no, no, so I'm I could feel it. I could feel the vibes. I'm dude. on my pillow and I'm sitting there like refresh, <laughs> refresh. It's Where's like, Brett at? Where's Brett? Still out there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so cozy in bed, and I, I'm like, I'm seeing pictures on Facebook. Like it's raining. People are coming through, like just gasping for air, and I'm like, I'm in bed. I'm in my pants. I'll let, refresh. I'll let you tell the storm story. The reason that I was thinking it was your your best race of the season was because of a Facebook post that you put, uh, that you that you wrote pretty quickly after the race. And you said, uh, it was a hard race. I, I ran into some difficulties, but overall it was a positive event. Um, it was, uh, you know, we talked about our best race and, and then we wanted to talk about Margie and, and, and they fit together because... It just and, and you, you mentioned perspective and and I think that is a big part of it is that my perspective going into the race just was completely different really than the other three new series races that I did. I mean I I liked Lumberjack. I had a great time there. Um, I had been there before though, and and you know it, it's it, it is what it is, and it was fun, and I had a great time there. Um, the couple ones before that I talked about previously just did, didn't go quite how I was expecting. But, I mean, I, I put it, it together Kahada? and I finished Kohara and, and Mohican. And, uh, you know, they, they stomped me pretty good. Like, it it was uh, – I had to really have a lot of really emotional uh, and mental fortitude to, to soldier through those races. And so um, I kind of knew – I didn't know. It was weird. It was like an interesting dichotomy because I didn't know what I was getting into with Margie. But then you also have like this huge hype machine, sort of, you know, so to speak, uh, going into it of social media and previous racers and different things where it's like just pumped up as this like insurmountable, just insane. Like just crazy thing, and you're like 
almost scared, like literally. To, I can only to imagine go, towing that line was like, what am I doing here? Yeah, and, and oh, you yeah. see the pictures that yep. people are posting of like some of the most insane, jagged rock, crazy trees like, that are too narrow for your handlebars. Yeah, yeah. That's like was that on the That's on one of the the promo videos where like yeah, yeah the dude comes down and punk. But it's, there is there is like this hype. It, and yeah, and, and, and it's it's weird because like it does like I mean you're riding along and you see a sign. That, I mean the course is like insanely marked. I thought it was like really well marked. I, I didn't have any problem. I didn't use GPS on my. I tried to load the thing onto my Garmin, and my Garmin is a piece of poop. If you've ever seen any of my Strava titles, you see how much trouble I have with my Garmin. But it just it it, it it's so hard to like talk about it because <clears throat> I don't want to say that it wasn't that impossible like insane thing to do because it, I mean it absolutely <laughs> was like you, you look at some of the pictures of some of the climbs like I said those jagged rocks I mean it looks like just I, I can't even describe it like I mean you have to see the pictures just jagged rocks sticking out of the ground there's no way you can ride through that spot and so in my in my mind I kind of had it built up as like 100 miles of that and so I was like seriously scared out of my mind sure yeah <laughs> You're either and, going up that or down that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not sure which one I was or more worried about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, <laughs> and we got there, and, and I had never ridden in Marquette. Like, I meant to get up there. I wanted to get up there, and it just wasn't in the cards. And so, uh, I got there, and thank goodness we were able to ride the last about 12 miles of the course. Uh, Mitch DeYoung and Sebastian Stankowitz and I, we went to Ishpeming, and we rode out of Ishpeming back towards Marquette, and we jumped onto the course, and we rode about the last 12 miles. And that was rumored to be, quote, the hardest part of the race. And so I wasn't sure if that was because it was, you know, the last, I mean, you rode 88 miles to get there, or, you know, whatever, if you're in the right margin, it might have been you rode uh, 99 miles to get there, and I think the the, 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 the course was 112 <laughs> miles or something, but, but yeah. here nor there. So we rode that, and it, it became less mythical at that point to me. I mean, it was crazy hard. It was very technical. It was like, like some just out-of-this-world climbs. But at that point... It became doable, at least. So that right there, uh, I probably spent too many matches uh, doing that. And I think it cost me a little bit the next day. But the peace of mind that I gained was was just absolutely invaluable. Absolutely. So, invaluable. So it's, it's kind of interesting looking back at, like, your Kahuta versus Margie. And it sounds like Margie was harder, per se, in, in in a course sense. Oh, Te one million percent. Technically harder, right? Technically harder. It was a harder uh, course. But technically, it's it's a weird thing. It's a real. Would you weird say thing. technically or or but, just? But I like, think your mental you, going into the two, you know, going when you went down to Kahata, I almost feel like you almost had more of a lumberjack mentality going into it. Hundred right. mile mountain bike. Let's go do this. A lot of single track. A lot of single track. I've done this stuff before. Let's do it. And it kind of 
You were surprised. It, it blew back on you, and you're like, oh. big time. You know, it, it it hit you hard. But then going into Margie, you weren't thinking lumberjack. You're not thinking Kohada. You're like, this is gonna be just hell. And I mean, not well, to say it, it wasn't hard, but in a way, like exactly what you're saying, the buildup is so much that actually it it probably couldn't even which is, live up to the buildup. That even though it was one of the most one of the hardest races you've ever done, when you got into it, you're like, oh, maybe the buildup. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I thought I was going to be riding on the moon, like. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's so interesting because, I mean, this comes back to the whole, like, how you visualize a race, your mental state of, an, of sure, a race. Sure, yeah. I mean, as a rider, you were essentially the same rider between the two. I mean, if anything, you were probably... Better rider at, yeah. Kohuta. stronger at Kohuta. Yeah, because you absolutely. hadn't had the broken collarbone, yada, yada. So it really comes down to, like, how, you know, are you going to be... Are you going to be in the shadow of the race beforehand, or how you view it plays so, so big into this. It, re- it really does. It's I, that whole mind over matter kind of thing. At the, at the finish line, you were in a much better state of mind. Yes. I mean, you cross. I saw the picture. You're smiling. You're happy. <laughs> I talked to you the n- next day or a day or two after, yep. and you were like, I'm very happy with how it went. But then I talked to you right after Kahuta, and you were like, I quit biking. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I want to sell everything. <laughs> no, you want to buy a hey, bike? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm like, hey, you want to go for a ride? No. <laughs> but I think that, that is, you're, you're totally right. I mean, and I don't think any of us worried that you would be able to get through Margie. But it was just like. How you would be after Margie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how Margie would affect you. And um, I'm, I was getting ready to buy a scalpel. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For really cheap. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, hundred percent. Like, I, I went to Kohada. I got surprised by the the intensity of it, and then I went to Mohican after that, thinking oh, I was going to be yeah. ready for it, and then I got surprised again. That's right. Mohican was a really dark <clears throat> even one. though it was like, I I was ready for it, but like I wasn't ready for it. Like yeah. it, it it still devastated me. Physically, like, it was, you weren't. Mentally, you weren't. Or physically, you were. Mentally, you weren't. Mentally, I still even was-ish. But it just was, it was, uh, yeah, it, it wrecked me. I mean, it was, it was. I crashed. I wasn't having much fun. It was a lot of, like, um, and th- this uh, this plays into the, the course design. Like, Kohada was, like, a ton of, like, Jeep roads, like, backwoods, mountain, like, Kahuta's, two tracks. Where is Kahuta? It's in Tennessee, Tennessee, and actually most of the race is in northern Georgia, so okay. it's in the Smoky Mountains proper. Like, okay. I mean, it's, okay. like, in the mountains. Climby, climby. Climby, climby. Yeah. And uh, on, like, really loose, like, limestone, like, two-inch sharp stone, mm-hmm. like, loose stuff, like, climbing up just forever. Like, And so, but I get to, I get to, to Margie, and it's, like heaven for like as far as it was made to be a mountain bike trail yeah. and and big huge props to all the ramba people it, uh, it was called range area mountain bike association it's just called ramba now but but i mean great things have been happening in that area for so long i mean it's the fat bike mecca already um but like they are just on top of it like they've been designing trails for like freaking 
20, 30 years. Like, so the, the trails on the Margie, I mean, while daunting, I mean, it was definitely 1,000% the most challenging and the, the hardest mountain bike trails that I had ever ridden on, ever. Like, I mean, it was definitely, like, head and shoulders way, way, way harder technically and just everything about it like was just insanity compared to what i had ever been on and i mean i've been on a lot of mountain bike trails but just you know not outside of michigan and whatever and it just it's it's a totally different place totally different level and so like i said i never had a chance to get up there and and to experience that except for the day before and uh but it, it was just fun like it was designed to ride on like I had fun the whole day, and and I got captured in a couple of the photographer's pictures at different points in the race, and one of them even was towards the end of the race, and and people commented on that picture like, dude, you look like you got a smile on your face, like you look like you're having fun, and I was like, I was. Like, uh, Lumberjack took me eight hours and 15 minutes or something, and then uh, both Kohata and Mohican was like around 9.40, 9.45, whatever. Margie took me over 18 hours. Holy, Holy shit. shit. And it was a blast. I mean, it hurt. It was bad. Like, I was in some dark places, but it never stopped being fun. It never stopped riding well. It never stopped just being like a cool experience. Like Todd, Danny, <laughs> you failed. You need to make next year way it harder. It still took a long time. He was no, 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 no. We need tears and hating of life. Oh, it, there was tears. There was hating of life. <laughs> was there bleeding? <laughs> uh, no bleeding. No crashes. I feel zero like- crashes. But so. Um, it just was like it just never stopped coming at you. I mean, it was it was, it lived up to all that it was the supposed hype, to the be. The hype was real. The hype was totally real. I mean, it never stopped just beating the absolute crap out of you. It was just. I mean, it was like so rewarding, so insane, so crazy. Like, but it was like. Are those tears? No, no. I'm just, that, was, that was laughing tears. So sorry. Danny Todd. <laughs> Brett's crying. Thinking about. <laughs> no, those were, those were laughing tears. Yeah, I don't mean to be long-winded in the story, but it, no, it no. was really amazing. Like, seriously. like, But it was just, uh, it was just a, such a well-designed course that it just never stopped being awesome like it just i was having fun like the whole time like even we when going, it was hard you were just even like, when it was just blowing my doors off hard like it was fun and i mean i i a pro tip uh side note if you see a blame danny or a blame todd sign i want to just think about getting off your bike but you know whatever <laughs> uh so yeah i mean the race was crazy uh i mean i got caught I probably would have been. I mean, I think this year they had a new course, and and some people that I know that had finished quite a bit faster in years past um, added about like I don't know. I mean, it wasn't okay. Let's get this straight. It wasn't Matt Acker or you know the other people that were you know badasses and added like twenty minutes or something at a time. Yeah. But so people added like you know close to two hours of their time, and so. I was hoping initially to maybe squeak in under like 13 or 14 hours. I thought it was probably realistic to be under 15. Um, but the storm. I got caught in like a massive monsoon thunderstorm. 
at about, I don't know, maybe 12 a.m. I don't know. It was after I left Jackson Park for the second time. So you had about an hour and a half from finish-ish. Uh, it was probably going to be... Uh, Jackson Park, I think, is at... Seven, uh, I forget. You come in there twice, and I think it's maybe at like 65 or 7 miles or something like that. And maybe the second time... At maybe eighty miles or something, so you got about twenty ish. Said ninety. No, it's it's closer to se- it might be seventy five or eighty oh, or okay. something, but you get about twenty ish miles. Is that and, your and, last stop? Yeah, that's the last stop, and 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 because uh, I mean, there's no real stops, but yeah. you know whatever. Um, you can get if you have your you know your bag or if you have people that are with you. That's the last time to meet them, and so. I mean, the race is, you know, slated as 100, and we all know it's going to be more than 100. There's but always bonus miles. <laughs> Anything with Todd and Danny, it's going to be It's going to be bonus miles. I think, I can't remember, I, I don't remember if mine was 113, like, my Garmin, if we talked about my Garmin. So who knows what it was? Could have been 33, I don't know. But uh, rolled through there, having, you know, high expectations, maybe it'll be, you know, Eh, two, three hours to finish. No, it was like five or six. <laughs> Came to a monsoon thunderstorm. I mean, I don't know if you watch like some Vietnam War movies <laughs> where they're like in the jungle and it is like absolutely downpouring and you can't see anything. So then Yeah, you, that's pretty much what it was like. So Only then, it was in the middle of the night and I was on my bike. <laughs> so I have a huge question for you. Next year? Oh, I'm already signed up. You're already signed yeah. up. Yes, that's the end of the story. That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> no, I'm. I've got a. Uh, I've got a, a, a race in? race fee uh, available for sale. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, 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 no, you're doing Martin. I'm locked in. That's yes. that's amazing. I mean, uh, I think that's I gotta the biggest do better like than 18 hours for God's sakes. I mean. Oh, hold oh, on. Well, I could, didn't just could, say that. Erase that. It could Trevor rain. edited that out. <laughs> it could rain for three <laughs> it hours. Could, it could or it snow. could rain the whole time. It, it could, could rain snow. for 18 hours. Yeah, you're in the UP. It could snow in August. Or September, mid-September, no, I, late that September. That does tell you the story. If you sign up for again, it was... That tells you, yeah. It, was, it tells you a lot right there. Well, the thing was, yeah, that was the thing, is that like the sign-up for it was like, I don't know, maybe even less than 30 days after the race. And I was like, oh, my God. Why you gotta be like that? Like <laughs> that's so mean. That last twelve miles was in the downpour rain, and the the trails basically became rivers, and mm-hmm. so like all of the climbs became unclimbable because it was just mud. I had no traction, and then even worse, like that was where so many of the downhills were like, I mean, super crazy. Like, I mean, you. This was actually this this is this works for. Uh, tips, pro tip for anybody racing the Margie too. Um, have a dropper. It's required. Have a dropper. Buy a dropper, no matter you, what it takes. Did you run? He used to work. Yeah, I had a dropper. Okay. The downhills, like I mean, I was I was not <laughs> afraid to to bomb any of the downhills, no matter how steep they were. Uh, as long as there wasn't people on them, like if some of them were so plugged up that like I was worried about somebody like getting in my way and then having to take the green route and crashing or something. But um, that was mostly towards the beginning. Once I got through things, I was able to hit all of the most difficult downhills with that dropper and just I felt really secure going down anything. How spaced out? Like so towards the end, were you around people? Um, I mean, in the dark, yeah, I would pass people maybe every twenty minutes or so. Okay. 
Um, but a but lot I was of, a lot, was a lot, lot of it was alone time. I okay. mean, it was that was yeah. definitely deep, deep in the. It was weird because it was really something that I had never experienced to be like deep, deep in the woods, in the middle of nowhere, in this crazy downpour, like just with nobody around. Like it was like kind of surreal, but like I don't. It just was. It was just an experience, you know. So I mean, we. Um, I kind of forced you into this, saying that I was hoping that. The Margie uh, Margie Gessig would be your best race of the season, and I mean you you kind of talked about it, but do you, do you consider it the best race of your of of your season? Yeah, ab- absolutely. It was it was it was fun. I had fun the whole time, the whole eighteen hours. It was awesome, and, and I loved every second of it. And when I finished, it just it was. I just it was you awesome. Know, I was so proud of you. Like it was funny. Like I finished, and, and Jackie was there. That was awesome. And she had a large pizza for me and a Coke, <laughs> and that was amazing. And she ate one piece out of it the pizza. Wasn't the soda? How dare she? I know. I know. How dare I she eat it? I ate the whole piece. thing, and I was like, oh, could have ate that other piece. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> but and, the, and, and my sister was there, and Chad was there. But it, so yeah, I mean, just to wrap it up, it was it was an amazing event. Do we need? Our, we, oh yeah, we need to wrap it up. No, let's just let's just wrap it up. We need to do our thing. So, <laughs> you know, so much editing. Dude, this is gonna be the worst. This is gonna all day tomorrow. <laughs> you might as well just. Wait, pour- when is this supposed to be released? February, Monday. We'll this see. This is the beard signing off. This is Rich signing off. Out. Peace out. Charter signing off. Hold on, and bro. we're done. You have to say, uh, um, <laughs> and as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. See you guys in the new year. See you guys in the new year. Peace out, sauerkraut. That works, actually. <laughs>